This will be uh, the CPR 211 Ready Responders. Um, we're celebrating, you know, the community and uh, every participants that take training, those who um, promote training and awareness, and as far as all that goes, um, all in the spirit of community and safety. So, um, of course, once again, thank you for, for coming to the show. This is going to be our first edition, so we're excited to have you out there and um, have some content on the website. And, you know, of course, uh, just, again, promote safety in our community. So welcome, Lena. Um, now, you are a transition coordinator at Yes Philly High School. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about your role and what you do. Yeah, so um, I'm a transitions coordinator at Yes Philly Accelerated High School. And typically, um, we serve out-of-school youth. So we focus on ages 16 to 20, who traditionally didn't necessarily see like a school, like a Dobbins or like a Central or anything like that. And they might have had a little bit of trouble with it here. And they come to our school to like pretty much go through credit recovery. Um, so like the understanding is if you come here, it's like a fresh start. You can pretty much like get your credits and then still graduate. Um, and as of last year, the Act 158 law was passed that required yeah. all graduating <laughs> students to obtain like industry recognized credentials or some evidence of post-secondary readiness to demonstrate that they are ready for the next step. And we've been trying to build out the program from the start of that up until now. So it's still new and fresh and mm -hmm. we're doing everything we can to expand it. But um, it's still in this new like infancy stage. So that's kind of the run down of Yes Philly. All right. So that big 158, that was a big uh, you know, bar to get the students across. Um, how how did you respond to, you know, getting them past that hurdle and what that hurdle entails? It was interesting because I started as soon as that came into place. And it was interesting because the students didn't know me. Then it was all of these new requirements that they were expected to complete. So it was like this adverse reaction. They were like, okay, I don't even know you. And you telling me that I do all of this other stuff on top of classes. Whereas with last year, all I had to do was just classes and graduate. You know, you this a new lady that looked like a kid is telling me that I got to do all of these things. So um, it was a process just kind of, you know, getting their additional buy-in. But I think after a while, you know, when we started to expand different opportunities and they started seeing my face more regularly um, and I started to build relationships, the buy-in started to increase. Okay, so it's not really a matter of they have a choice about it. This is really what they have to do and getting them to buy into that, um, of course, is the, the goal for them to be successful. Now, you have um, incorporated some safety trainings as a result of that and um, even been certified yourself. So tell us about how you've been adding the safety classes and into your curriculum. It's interesting because CPR was actually the first 
training that we started with outside of the online child abuse training. Um, CPR was a really great one to start with because it checked off all of the boxes. So the district required on um, uh, industry recognized credentials list, all of the certifications that would satisfy the F-158 requirements. And CPR was housed under the general certificate so that mean that meant that you didn't necessarily have to be under a certain like criteria or like career um bracket in order to get credit for it so we took that and ran with it honestly um and i remember saturdays taking the kids to go to um red cross and that whole thing just like one or two at a time and that was like super stressful i um, mean then i got in contact with you and you guys came out to the school and not only did that save me from having to work on the weekends, <laughs> um, we were also able to certify way more students all at once. And it wow. increased our numbers. And I think we're up into, it might be 56 students. I have to double track, check the report. But um, just from you guys coming out um, so consistently, we were able to really get a lot of students certified. Wow. Well, you know, as always, we definitely want to be able to respond to our students' needs and get them across that bar and work with you to make sure that that's available. Now, what other trainings have you been adding, um, especially since you had added CPR to the mix to satisfy those 158 requirements? Yeah. So big thanks to you, first and foremost, because you have been such a gym getting these Act 158 requirements um, off the ground. And even outside of CPR, you and me, uh, we've been, you know, in talks really closely and on a frequent basis, just trying to, you know, expand the program out. And we got a chance to introduce babysitting certificate, um, infant CPR, and also what well, we already had adult CPR. But um, we got a chance to introduce the additional two. And we're also in talks of trying to implement the mental health first aid as well to to the students too so um we're we're still in you know the process of trying to see how that will look for the next term but i'm excited to uh, work with you more and getting the students certified um so under you we got a couple under our belt and then outside of that we also have osha 10 construction where the students did a 10 hours training off campus and got their certificate and then we got a chance to follow up um, a couple of months afterwards so they could actually get like hands-on training at a construction site. Um, yeah. And that went towards Act 158 too, and they got a chance to do it under a service learning project. So um, we're doing a construction one. And then I already mentioned child abuse. And then Six we have three. the survey. Yep, calling it. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and we got a couple of students certified under that. And um, I'm just super grateful every single partner that we have you guys have been just absolutely um just generous in your time and the planning stages like every single process of this thing you guys have been just like so invaluable and we just super i appreciate you and i know that the, the kids do too <laughs> all right so um how about we get a little more back to the students since y'all doing so much uh for the students even outside of us um, to satisfy those 158 requirements, um, you, you know, adding the additional OSHA and the serve safe and um, the child abuse and so much more. Uh, how has these new uh, requirements and these programs, 
How has these offerings impacted the students from your perspective? So it's interesting because, you know, we're starting from ground zero with this entire thing. Before it was just you know, class and I did my time as far as <laughs> did my time. But, um, you know, I did my time during the, um, <laughs> the day. Well, you know, and let them tell it and, and they'll really actually think that they did do time after the, right. the day is over. <laughs> but um, they go, you know, they do their classes and they do whatever like preliminary requirements outside of that and then they go home. But this is requiring them to also have like an additional sense of themselves to say, okay, what can I do outside of this? This is calling for me to like think of myself in a different way where I can think of my future. I can think of things that I haven't necessarily considered um, being interested in and just being in an exploratory mode and preparing for the next step. And um, I think it's interesting because they also never really had an option of doing this before. Mm. So it's kind of like a startup almost where it's like, I'm in a school, but I'm having to like consider things in this whole entire program outside of that. Um, so I don't know, it's it's been interesting in seeing their reactions to it and trying to break this narrative. Whereas like, you know, I don't have to do anything extra. Nobody requires anything of me extra. And my voice hasn't really mattered before. And what I thought about my life outside of like high school doesn't really matter. So like, I kind of don't matter, but it's like, no, like, what do you think? Right. And kind of like reinvesting that student voice into the culture of the school. Right. So that's a large part of the goals of the 158 requirements and courses to broaden their horizons. So they're looking, you know, past what they thought was the end and be look at it as a new beginning and to see what off what they had to get into after that. So um, great job, you know, just broadening their perspective and introducing new things. It's always a challenge when it's something new. Now, uh, I know you had some training as well, and I, I know you jumped in there with the students. So <laughs> tell us a little about your uh, experience undergoing the safety training yourself. It was so fun. Um, I love seeing a reaction from the kids when they got a chance to, you know, pull the dolls out and, you know, use the um the mouth shield and, you know, they're working together and, you know, it got them out of their comfort zone. Because a lot of times they're, you know, you put up this shield and I don't really want to talk to them. And I got my little group of friends, but it's like, no, I'm actually going to be paired up with somebody that I might not talk to or I might not know their name. Um, and then at the same time, it's holding them accountable. And it builds up your confidence because now it's like I have this skill set where I can actually save somebody's life. So kind of jumping into the mix of all of that um, was super fun. All right. So um, do you feel like when you were trained that you gained the skills to respond to an emergency? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I know my answer is supposed to be yes. Um, it's one of those things where it's like you nervous, right? It's like, I know I went through the training and I've seen the training multiple times, but it's like, oh, I hope I don't ever have to like really use this in real life because if I do, I'm going to be like nervous and scared. But I know the Good Samaritan, you know, law and it, all of that. But um, I don't know how I feel about it. I like if I ask the kids, every time I ask the kids, I'm like, how many is it? And, you know, they'll say the whole thing. Um, 
and they'll feel good. But I don't know as many trainers as I've been through. I don't know if I'm really trying to test my knowledge like that, Abdul. Well, <laughs> you know, that's that's that is one of the things about training. So how long has it been since you were actually in that training where you got certified? When I got certified, um, might have been the first session with you. Mm-hmm was when you first came out with the with the first cohort that you did so and i'm gonna say october november 2022 was it it might have yeah it might have been i think it might have been the latter part of 2022 because it might have been yeah i think it might have been october or november all right um, so we're talking about let's say nine to ten months ago yeah all right, so nine to ten months ago, and you know, you're not doing this every day like you are in the healthcare profession. And science says that the retention goes to about uh 50% in 30 days, and good luck after six months. Oh, really? Okay, I don't feel bad. <laughs> All right, so let's just see though, because you've seen you have you see, you've also seen a few trainings, so um um how many compressions and breaths are in cpr compressions and breaths isn't it it's it's 30 compressions right yeah and it's two breaths yes all right, all right. okay all right. Good job. Good all right. job. Okay. um you know it's not it's not a quiz so you know that was it i just one challenge question just to see you have me hey but you had our training so good job <laughs> Uh, passing the challenge question and it's 32. I'm sweating over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um quite a few big things going down, and I'm glad you guys are definitely um on top of the 158 at Yes Philly getting the students trainings to us through and, and beyond us. Um so definitely want to uh continue to provide whatever resources we can assist you. And um we do have a, a special T-shirt that we're going to be giving you. Um, it's the uh, Res- Ready Responders CPR two one one T-shirt. Nice. And, uh, it's uh, quite quite a message that we're trying to send, even on the T-shirt. And that's even a shirt can save a life. So the T-shirt says, "This shirt can save a life." And on the back is, let me see if I got a picture of it. Drop in here, uh, hit the magic button. Open file. Let me see. Yeah, this might work. All right, so definitely want to make sure we give you this uh, T-shirt for being so gracious and coming to the show. And um, let me see. All right, that's on the right. Um, all right, so I'll get that T-shirt in there so you see that one as well. And let me see, what would you uh, what would you say to those who also are impacted by the new requirements and need to get their students certified? What type of advice do you have for those who are struggling trying to implement the one fifty eight? That's a that's a good question. Um, it, it's tough 
because you know i i know that i had a run for my money and my numbers here are more smaller than like a traditional school um so it makes it a little difficult when like you're managing a larger group of students well i would say in a traditional sense they have longer time Mm-hmm. Because they have from what, like September to June to complete the requirements. So that's what, like mm-hmm. seven or so months. So seven in that months. capacity, yeah, that's more manageable. But I would say in like an accelerated high school setting, it can be a little more difficult when like each, every other month, you know, you're trying to turn around like a, a, a mass group of like students. So that can like you know pose as like a genuine challenge but i was oh that's nice oh i like that i'm excited okay cool <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be repping y'all stuff all right so um but yes continue i'm sorry this came up i should have had it ready but um continue um how you were saying that, yeah all good um you know, so that, that does pose as like a, a legitimate challenge, but I would say, you know, definitely ask for help and reach out to people who can like make a difference. I know last year before um, my plus one came on board, um, Jasmine, our AmeriCorps Vista, she's full time and she'll be completing her service year with us this year. I was like a alone person, like in the entire department. And I know that I was like in constant communication with the school district almost every single day, just to like triple check to make sure that I understood the requirements, um, making sure that like certifications were uploaded, the whole nine. Um, and that really like served its purpose moving forward because I got a chance to make sure that, you know, when it came to audits and stuff like that, um, all the the boxes were checked. So, you know, definitely reaching out when necessary, collaborating with other schools in the network or whatever network um, to kind of see how they're doing it. I know we have something called graduation plans and that's a, um, a, a, a living document that all students are required to sign. And we got a chance to do like a reference point for like a previous, like a previous school and that served well for us because we got a chance to like recorrect the things that we had on our document that were pinged in our audit. So, you know, just bouncing ideas off and making sure that you, you know, not alone and working in a silo. Absolutely. Teamwork make the dream work. And there's a lot of dreams y'all cultivating in there. So um, definitely uh, want to thank you for your service um, and commend you for your occupational choice and, you know, dealing with the, the youth and trying to navigate their, their, their lives so that they can reach their full potential. So um, definitely uh, thank you for that. Um, uh, so, and again, this is the CPR 211 Safety Show. Um, you're a certified ready responder and uh, do you have any any uh, last words that you want to uh, say for our audience? Yeah, um, you know, to be a resident of Philadelphia, 
especially as like a person of youth, it's so easy to like kind of fall into this like understanding that like my life doesn't necessarily matter and like my voice doesn't matter what I do in the future doesn't matter because of like the circumstances that you like look at on a daily basis and trying to like instill different aspects and like droplets of hope can really like make a difference and even when it comes to like considering what you can do in the future also makes a difference and I think CPR kind of like hones in on it because it like instills this sense of like, you know, not only can I do this as a career, I can really save somebody's life. So now I'm like considering myself somebody of value, whereas before I might not have really considered myself as that. So it's, you know, bit by bit, you know, form, forming a new narrative around like how we see ourselves as like people of color, people that live like in the inner city and making something of ourselves that we otherwise might not have considered. And I think CPR, even as like an industry in the medical field, is like a gateway because it allows the students to get that skill set, you know, increase their resumes as far as like certifications, but also think beyond it. Maybe I want to do nursing. Maybe I want to be an EMT, right? And just kind of expanding their narrative of like who they believe they are and who they want to be. Right, absolutely. Uh, healthcare requirements often requires you have that base level of skills and certification mm -hmm. to go with it. And uh, we, definitely, we definitely see our fair share of uh, recertifies and renewals from doctors, nurses, uh, traveling nurses, massage therapists, and all the occupations that require this entry level certification. And the community, aspect of it as well, being able to be of assistance to your loved ones when they're at a time of great need and seconds count. And, um, you know, especially in Philadelphia where, you know, uh, maybe help is a little delayed and we mm -hmm. need to close the gap. And Seriously. Sure, you know, that they are alive and, and, you know, can make it. So when the emergency paramedics show up and um, that's very important. And again, that's what our T-shirt uh, hopes to, to provide is more of an empowering feeling where you are ready to respond to an emergency. And the data shows we go inside of schools and workplaces and we certify for requirements. However, the data shows that you're more likely to use your skills saving a loved one than you are to use them at at work or um, at school, unless you're in the healthcare industry, of course. And um, so we we aim to provide skills so people can save their loved ones. And that's the passion that we bring. And in a city where, you know, you have to combat violence, that's rampant, helps yep. you be rampant. You know, so if there's harm, that should be helped. So if we can work on one side and try to reduce the the harm that's being caused, we can also work on the other side and increase the help that's available. And uh, again, that's what the shirt goes to show that you can use the shirt on your back to stop somebody's life-threatening bleeding, whether from a gunshot or a stab. You can use the shirt if you have nothing else and save them and put that pressure on until the ambulance arrives. And um, I know Philly, we lost uh, PNB Rock 
and it was mm -hmm. in like a public display. Yeah. Watch them bleed away. And yeah. Oh my goodness. It was so hard. And you know, uh, no one provided first aid. The security guard um, eventually tried to give him CPR, but he's bleeding. So CPR is not even uh, at that stage. We need to stop the bleed first. Um, paramedics, they arrive. They don't have blood on the back. So there's no way to put the blood back if all the blood is on the ground. So keeping the blood in the body, using our, our T-shirt. So, And that's the message um, that we're trying to spread is, again, community awareness, community activism. We want to empower everyone to be able to help everyone. So again, thank you for um, for your time. And um, I really look forward to being there. Um, you know, and next week, we're gonna see you next, next week. week. I'm gonna see you soon, next Wednesday. Yeah. So um, we're gonna see each other two times soon, I think. And um, either your shirt will be there the first or the second time. Um, let me get your t-shirt size. What size are you? All right, sound good. Size, um, size you can, uh, I'll do a medium. Medium. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I have another size there. Uh case case you want to go bigger or smaller. And uh um, CPR two on one day. All right. So once again, um, thank you for joining the show. CPR two one one. This show can save a life. Thanks, Abdul.